0: Hello and welcome to the Talking Boxing with Hayden Kopser podcast, which is also now a video cast. That's how much we care about you fans. We not only bring you quality audio about boxing, but now also minor mediocre quality video as well. So we're very happy to be back and talking about boxing. This time it will be a little different than our prior two episodes because we were not going to have a guest on today. But we are going to spend some time breaking down the Canelo-Kovalev fight that happened a couple weeks ago, and then also going over my opinion and my pseudo-prediction on what's going to happen in the Joshua Ruiz showdown in going on in Saudi Arabia on December 2nd. So first things first, Kovalev-Canelo, Canelo-Kovalev was how it was billed. I thought it was personally a a fun fight to watch. If you're into boxing and you like the strategic side of the sport, I thought it was pretty fun. It was high action, not in the sense of a a lot of brawling, but definitely high action, I thought, in the sense of there wasn't really a moment where either guy really had full control over the fight until very late when Canelo stopped him. Uh, And I thought there was a lot of mutual respect among the two fighters. So I enjoyed watching it. Uh, if you watch the interview I did with Tony Gonzalez, Yuri Gamboa's manager and and, and confidant and, and lawyer, Tony and I had similar predictions and we thought that Canelo was going to stop Kovalev uh, and definitely beat Kovalev. I had predicted that Canelo would stop Kovalev a little before the championship rounds. It was about halfway, I think, through the 11th round that he stopped him. So I'll, uh, I'll give myself credit for that one. Uh, Didn't bet on it. I never bet on fights. And when I make a prediction, it's right. I yell at myself at the end of the day. So it won't make me start doing it, but it makes me more frustrated that I don't gamble. So maybe one day I'll start. Uh, Anyway, so that fight was interesting. What's next for Kovalev? He's had a fun career to watch. Doesn't really matter. Uh, Not to disrespect him, but it doesn't really matter what's next for him. He could fight Bivol maybe as a stepping stone for Dmitry Bivol to sort of step into the the limelight, draw some more attention, and and give Kovalev one final payday. Uh, That's not a fight that I think people are necessarily clamoring for, but it is a fight that may happen. Uh, Obviously, Bivol would much rather face Canelo. And Canelo, as far as what he's going to do going forward, is definitely the more interesting side of of. The two of them after this fight so obviously canelo further cemented his legacy as a mexican legend he is i believe he's only 29 he's still got plenty of career left but he's i don't want to say he's running out of options but he's definitely running out of great options So there's plenty of people for him to fight uh he could go back down and fight callum smith he could go back down and fight golovkin again they could have a third fight I don't, I would watch it, but I'm, I, I don't know if you agree with me, but I don't think that's a fight that I'm clamoring for or that on blogs or on social media that I see people really going crazy about and saying, we need to see this. We need to see this. So there was also talk that got shut down very quickly of, of Andre Ward coming out of retirement to face Canelo. He, again, he shut that down extremely quickly, came right on ESPN and said, look, People are calling my phone nonstop, but it's not going to happen. So kudos to him for not getting drawn out for a payday. Also, I don't know if he would win that fight, to be honest, and it would be kind of sad to see him blemish his legacy with a loss just because he decided to come back after a perfect career. Perfect by the numbers, not necessarily perfect. He had some trouble in his career. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen. I Canelo's got... Uh, seven or so fights left on his Dezone contract. Kovalev, I believe, had a contract with DAZN. I believe he may have two more fights or something on it. So again, Kovalev's end of his career is not going to be so interesting, but he might have another fight or two worth watching. I'll probably watch. He's always interesting to see what he does and see what Kovalev comes to the ring. Um, I thought a very controlled Kovalev came to the ring against Canelo, but he was too controlled. And he was too controlled because he more or less admitted after the fight he doesn't have the stamina and he said it was from his his prior fight to fighting Canelo I don't necessarily think that that's true I just don't think he ever had the best stamina so there's some guys don't have great stamina Canelo used to be accused of having uh, less than superior stamina so there are things you can do about it but at the end of the day Fighting 12 rounds is fighting 12 rounds. And once you he, once he hit your mid to late 30s, it sure as hell isn't going to get any easier to do that. So who knows? We'll watch Kovalev. We'll see what he does. But his career is, is certainly sunsetting, if not sunsetted. He may well retire. Not sure. Uh, Canelo, very interesting to watch. Has options at 175. Has options at 168. Has options at 160. Uh, based on this fight, I don't know. How comfortably he'd get down to 160, though I think he physically could. Uh, maybe he would meet someone at a catch weight in between that and super middle if he wants. If a middleweight who's who's about to move up wants to have a stepping stone weight wise before they get up to super middle, so we will we'll see what goes on with that. But I think you'll until probably Cinco de Mayo, or a couple months leading up to that. We're, we're probably not going to see Canelo fight or, or way too much action unless he fights very early in the year, which I would welcome if he, if he needs to uh, get his sea legs beneath him at a, at a lower weight class again. Um, next on the agenda, which is exciting because also forward-looking, is Joshua Ruiz 2. Uh, it's taking place in Saudi Arabia. I believe uh, December 2nd is the date of that fight. That's a fight that I'm super excited about. If you're listening and you're a boxing fan, I would have to imagine that you're very excited about because there's nothing like big-time heavyweight boxing where it's a legit competitive fight. Uh, Growing up, I used to hate a lot of the heavyweight boxing because it was the Klitschko's dominating. So I am super excited about this era of heavyweight boxing. The UK has Tyson Fury, it has Anthony Joshua. It has chizera Some of the other smaller names who are still good fighters. And then you have the U.S. You have Deontay Wilder, who's excellent to watch. And now you have Andy Ruiz. So you have a U.K. versus U.S. battle going on. you still got some guys over in Russia who are... Or Russia or the former Soviet Union who are legitimate fighters. Um, Usyk is from Ukraine, he's now moving up to heavyweight and, and campaigning there. So over the next couple of years, there's a lot of excitement in that division. And I'm, I'm personally super excited to watch. Uh, there's the heavyweight is always the glamor division. It always should be. Uh, it doesn't always work out that way, but right now we are in a, what I would say is somewhat of a new golden age of, of heavyweight boxing or has the potential to become so. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what comes of it, but breaking down, the Joshua Ruiz fight. So I remember I was at the first fight, one of the most fun nights ever, uh, nothing like witnessing an upset in any sport, but no less a knockout upset in boxing in, in a heavyweight title fight uh, and a massive upset at that. There is, there's really not much that you can compare that to. Uh, so being there at Madison Square Garden uh, with a bunch of my friends and, and big boxing heads was a great time. Uh, seeing the dejected British fans afterwards was especially enjoyable. Sorry if you're British and watching, but I'm sure you'd think the same to me if if the U.S. guy lost. Uh, so that was that was a great night, and it was it really turned Andrew Ruiz into a legend. I mean, we still talk about Buster Douglas. We are always going to talk about Andrew Ruiz because you don't have an upset like that and get forgotten. So that's really how legends in boxing are made. Legends. Legends in sports are made in general. So I'm super, super excited uh, to see the rematch and see what happens. So personally, I think Ruiz is going to win again. And not only because he won the first fight, and I don't see much different changing, uh, but also because I see how the guys are training. So you see, I follow Andy Ruiz. He is... Training, uh, what I would assume is more now because he's a legit contender or now a champion and not just hoping he'll get called up for a fight and probably half training most of the time. So that's going to be... So you have a super game and focused Andrew Ruiz. He's got more than a month or so of notice that he's fighting for a title. He's now defending a title. And he's not only defending a title, but he's defending a title as the first man of Mexican heritage to hold that title. And if you follow boxing... Mexican pride is is one of the biggest fighting forces in boxing. So when you have that behind you and you're you're not only fighting for a nation, but a, but a culture that brings an extra level of intensity to that fight um, and, and an extra level of passion from the fans as well, which makes it even more fun to watch. But you watch Ruiz train. Not only is, does he seem to be training more and, and eating better, but he's also training like a boxer. And if you watch Anthony Joshua, he is not training like a boxer typically. When you see videos of Anthony Joshua and he's in the gym, he's in, he's lifting weights. He's doing all this stuff that heavyweight boxers or boxers of any weight don't need to do. You may do some minor weight lifting as a boxer, but that is that should be one of the most minimal things in your training regimen. Maybe you work your legs to make sure they're strong. You do squats. But if you're and you, you watch the workouts he's doing, he's doing things like overhead lifts. And I understand that they're trying to work on just his, his ability for just acceleration, just immediate, immediate action with a punch. That's not the way you do it. Um, you do that with the mitts. You do that with a double end bag. You do that with a speed bag because you're working on reaction in that moment. Explosiveness is not needed to knock someone out. Speed is needed. So, explosiveness, I'm talking about just raw power. That's great, but it's not, you don't need that to knock someone out. And it usually, in order to be super explosive, uh, you often have to be very strong. And if you're not naturally strong, like you'll see some fighters like Golovkin, who don't look like they're super muscular or anything and are just naturally strong, then the only way you can get explosive is with a lot of weightlifting and things like that. That works to your detriment as a fighter. If you're lifting a lot of weights, you get muscular. If you get muscular, there's more oxygen needed to pump blood to your muscles, and so you get exhausted much more quickly. And so that's the problem that Joshua has had. So you're a big guy. You're already going to get tired, naturally, more than maybe a welterweight or, or a strawweight or someone small is going to get tired. But you're also now adding muscle. And you're not training in to do things that you'll do in a fight. So it's I still think... It, first of all, it was stupid to put Ruiz in with Joshua in the first place as a replacement. They should have put Trevor Bryan in, and maybe Bryan would have shocked the world. Uh, but I think Joshua would have had a more likely shot of beating him than of Ruiz. Ruiz is a game fighter. He is not a joke. He never was a joke. He's he's chubby, and he looks friendly and nice. Besides that, you watch him in the boxing ring, he's fantastic. And and he has good, sp- good skill. He has fantastic speed for a heavyweight and they eddie hearn should have never never picked him as a replacement and i don't think eddie hearn or anyone who's around joshua is guiding him in the right way Uh, and he was exposed against klitschko in a sense because he was exposed for having a glass jaw i would say doesn't doesn't mean he doesn't have heart but does mean that he can't take a punch and he might get up from a shot but if he can't take a punch you're out of luck because you're going to be on the canvas. You're going to lose points in a fight, even if you fight back. So that's a big problem for Joshua. So bad chin. He's not training the right way. There's super, super high pressure on him to perform in this fight after losing out on God knows how much money if he had kept winning without this loss. So that's a big problem. I think Ruiz is more focused. I think he's more ready. I, I think he's a better boxer skill wise, and I think he has a better boxing mindset than Joshua does. So I do think Andy Ruiz will win. I don't know if it'll be by decision or by knockout would not be surprised if it's by knockout. Cause he's, if you knock out a guy, the first fight and you knock him down four times, you're liable to be able to knock him down again in a second fight. So doesn't mean he won't get hurt. doesn't mean Joshua is not going to put up a big challenge, but Anything can happen in heavyweight boxing. I just i i have faith that Andy Ruiz is going to pull it off again. Um, so we will we'll wait until then. That's December second. The uh, I don't know what they're calling it. The Battle in the Desert. The uh, Disaster in the Desert. Who knows? It's it's not the Rumble in the Jungle. It doesn't have an easy rhyme, but it's uh, it's always exciting when a new area of the world uses boxing to try and put their name on the map. D- Diaria or whatever this this part of Saudi Arabia is called that's what they're trying to do here so it's always fun it it goes down in boxing lore and that place is always associated with a big fight so can't knock them from wanting the fight there I'm sure they put up a lot of shkarol who knows how much they paid for the fight but not a not anything I could be able to afford so it will be fun to watch uh that fight's going on on DAZN so if you don't have DAZN it's I have it. I am i don't get paid to promote it, but it's. you pay like 90 bucks a year and you can watch all of what used to be pay-per-view fights for the most part that are taking place there. So a lot of the big fighters are on there now. I recommend it. I use it personally. Uh, it ends up being a lot cheaper than what I used to pay for boxing. So it's cool. I'm, again, not a promoter. Can't tell you how to get it or sign up, but it is. it's definitely a good resource. And that's where the fight will be. And so thank you so much, folks, for stopping by for the Talking Boxing with Hayden Copser podcast. Um, always here. Always love Talking Boxing. Coming up, I'm sure we'll do more interviews. We'll have more discussions on fights that are happening. Uh, I know I'm going to be at the Gervonta Davis-Uri gamboa fight. Be visiting there with Tony Gonzalez, who is bringing Yuri to that fight so super excited about that one. I hope that everyone watches that. Root for Yuri. Even if you like Davis, root for Yuri. We love Yuri. Um, Root for Tony's sake and and mine and Yuri's sake, even even if Davis is your favorite guy. Uh, So only kidding. Root for everyone, but but do watch that fight. That's going to be a fun fight. Uh, Take place at 135 pounds. And until leading up to that, you might not hear from me, but if you don't, have a great time watching the Joshua Rees fight, and we will be back.